This episode of The How of Car Washing is sponsored by High Performance Wash Systems. High Performance Wash Systems is the largest car wash distributor and supplier in the Rocky Mountain region, specializing in providing car wash equipment and supplies. From start to finish, they assist owners with building and maintaining their car washes. Visit hpws.com for more information. Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. This is Henry Lopez, and welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. This is another special episode. We had the opportunity to record a presentation conducted by Eric Wolf at the Splash event late last year in New Orleans. Eric did a presentation entitled, Where is that button? And it's a conversation, a presentation rather, on the topic of emerging vehicle technologies, avoiding accidents and tunnels, damage claims, and that whole topic that we're all challenged with as operators. In that presentation, he references uh, some research and analysis that's being conducted by Derek Kaufman and his group, We had the opportunity of having Derek Kaufman on the show. David interviewed him back on episodes 24, 26, and 27. He had a broad-ranging conversation on emerging vehicle technologies, safety, safety features, and the impact on the car wash industry. So you may want to go back and listen to those episodes. You can find all of those back episodes at our website at thehowofcarwashing.com, as well as on iTunes and Stitcher. And related to uh, accidents and damage claims, I had the opportunity to interview Pete Ness back on episode 28 of the How of Car Washing. Pete is the founder of No Pileups, and they offer a system that uses cameras to help avoid accidents in the tunnel. So you may want to listen to that episode as well if you're searching for more information and education on this whole topic of vehicle damage claims. So now here follows Eric Wolf. He again is the CEO of the International Car Wash Association and his presentation on the topic of vehicle damage and technology entitled, Where is that button? All right, we're here for the 220-ish presentation uh, entitled, Where is that button? And we're gonna talk about vehicle issues and vehicle damage even a little bit. Uh, what I want to do is spend a few minutes talking about what we at the association used to see in terms of vehicle damage issues, and then what's changed in the last 10 years, actually five years, uh, and then what we're focused on going forward and hopefully some things you can benefit from at your stores. So it'll be a, let me back up first and do a little trip down memory lane. So there was a time, some of you might even remember the, the fellow's name named Joe Ward, who was our director of engineering, and Joe was a former Ford engineer, in fact. And Joe's job for the association and for operators was to be the one to hunt down when there are damage issues. If we saw a severity of uh, Pontiac spoilers or Volvo sunroofs or some of the issues we had, he'd go chase those things down with automobile manufacturers. Uh, and best case scenario, we could get a recall issued. We could have, a, have some piece of paper for you to give to the customer to say, the manufacturer is taking responsibility, let's go get that fixed. Um, And Joe did a great job for us. Joe became like the Maytag repairman, though, 
over time, we saw uh, Joe's work kind of went away. Not that damage was impossible, not that damage didn't occur, but honestly, the incidents of damage have gone down so dramatically since the late 90s, early 2000s, because fabrication and con construction of vehicles has gotten so much better. And so by around, by around 20, uh, 2010 or so, um, you know, Joe's, Joe's point was, I think my work is kind of done here. There's no more damage with cars, meaningful damage, okay, at the, at the top line level. And so actually Joe retired from work with ICA and, you know, there was that moment you thought, oh, peace may break out in the world. Maybe we got this thing all fixed and there'll be no more problems with cars. And that was the case for a few years uh, until around, oh, 2015, 14, 15, we started seeing the next phase that we're dealing with now in vehicle issues, which isn't so much damage. It's more around the car systems themselves. So around 2014, 2015, we start hearing stories about you know, transmission issues, being able to process the car down the line, almost all conveyor type issues. Um, so we actually did a survey, uh, not a survey, pardon me, we did a study of about 250 car wash locations for 18 months, okay? So we went to some of the operators that we knew all across the US and we studied all, we got all of their damage reports for 18 months. So we estimate around 90 million cars washed across all those stores, all their damage reports. And we went through them every quarter together. And what we realized was it confirmed the fact that the damaged stuff, the, the wipers and the, the mirrors and stuff like that, Listen, it still happens occasionally, and when it happens, it is a severe issue. <laughs> but in terms of a frequency issue, the, the frequency was less than 0.01% of total vehicles washed. Okay, so the, tr the good news for the industry is damage pretty much doesn't occur. Um, and so by the end of that program over 18 months, we decided to sunset it. We stopped even tracking it because there was no commonalities. What were the two vehicles that had the most amount of damage in the car wash industry? F-150s and Camrys. Why? Because most of the road is F-150s and Camrys. Okay, so that was it. Um, and especially when you get into the conveyor world, as you know, there is so much customization that y'all will do at the tunnel. You, you don't know exactly what the issue is because you got a top brush this way, you got side wraps that way, you got this way you process a car versus the other guy down the street. So a lot of individual factors. But at a high level, we saw damage was almost gone. So that's the good news. What did we see from the same information? These systems issues beginning to creep in. Okay, that's where the real problems were happening. And these don't so much cause damage, they can, but they cause processing problems. Okay, they cause labor management problems. So when I, when I, when I say systems, I'm largely talking about a term I used earlier, an earlier talk is ADAS. ADAS is sort of the umbrella term for all these systems, and what that means is advanced driver assistance systems, okay? Anything that is supposed to make the car smarter and safer. It does a better job of the second one. It doesn't do as good on the first one, particularly for the driver. Um, just think about the last time you've rented a car. You go to the airport, you rent a car, and it takes you a good 10 minutes to figure out how to turn the radio on or put it in reverse or anything else. Well, ADAS will speak to anything like that related to safety. So that's going to include automatic braking. It'll include start-stop features, you know, where the car, you hold the brake, at a stoplight, engine turns off, right? Shuts off for, um, for environmental, for gas mileage reasons. Um, it'll include, um, you know, backup cameras, all that sort of stuff. 
And so that was, that was the issue that was coming out of this, the surveys and the damage reports we were looking at. Uh, around the same time, about 18 months ago, the, in, the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, IIHS, announced that 22 leading manufacturers, which 22 leading manufacturers is the entire market, it's 99% of the cars sold in the US, have all committed to, by 2020, having it be standard most of these ADAS systems on all levels of vehicles. Uh, standardization on particularly automated braking. So the car will sense something in front of it and stop. That'll be standard by 2022. Honestly, it's gonna get here well before that. It's already there on mid to higher end cars and it'll be getting there even faster because the cost of all the components are coming down. The only reason why it was out to 2022 is the cost. Costs goes down, adoption rates go up. This episode of the How a Car Washing is sponsored by High Performance Wash Systems. High Performance Wash Systems is the largest car wash distributor and supplier in the Rocky Mountain region, specializing in providing car wash equipment and supplies. Serving the industry for over 50 years, they are a full service provider assisting you with site selection, financial forecasting, obtaining financing, architect and general contractor selection, equipment recommendations, and follow-on support. From start to finish, they assist owners with building and maintaining their car washes. Visit hpws.com for more information. So all these things are beginning to happen in the industry. So we then did a survey of these damage claims and other operators and found out well, what are the three, the three types of systems failures, systems challenges we're seeing the most. First of all, it's almost all, it, it's, it affects conveyors primarily, uh, affects full service the most, because typically in the full service environment, we're taking control of the car, right? Or we're getting the customer out of the vehicle. Uh, and either we're less familiar with the systems or without a person driving the car, the systems don't work real well. 60% of folks responding to that survey, about 250 companies, more locations, 250 companies, 60% were seeing transmission issues. So they're seeing occurrences of where the car will not stay in neutral. So the car might start going down the conveyor and then you're pulling that car with wheels locked for a period of time thereafter because the safety won't let that car roll. 39% uh, are seeing start stop issues. This is what I mentioned to you before. You keep the car, you put the car in neutral, let it roll down the conveyor and that car will turn itself off, which then usually relates to a transmission and safety protocol that engages, that locks the car wheels up. And then 38% of those folks had a collision avoidance system problem. So think about collision avoidance. What's the difference between a wrap or a human to the car sensor? Very little, right? Um, and so the car is going down the conveyor, being pulled through the building, senses some kind of cleaning technology on the side of the car and locks the vehicle up. Okay. Now the good news is you look at most automotive manuals and they will say that those systems will be disengaged below typically four to five miles an hour. Okay. A, a speed at which it should not impact almost all car washing. But there's two problems. One, every bit of evidence we've seen suggests that's not uniformly true. Number two, there, ain't, there is not a standard on this across automobile manufacturers. It is by make and by model sometimes. And so there's no exact way to, for us to design systems in the wash industry that will work for every single car. The other part of it is 
the, the, the real challenge, I mentioned manuals to you. Good luck trying to find something in your automobile use operator man, owner's manual to disengage this stuff, let alone turn it back on. The other issue is you as the operator turn this stuff off, you better make sure it comes back on when they leave the site or else you have a safety problem on your hands. So hard to use, no standardization, uh, impacting car washing increasingly, and it'll be a standard issue by 2022 and no later then. Okay, so what, so what do we do? Um, this isn't the best answer, but I, but I think the good news is, uh, I believe that this is gonna be a short-term issue, predominantly, meaning, listen, whether it's you decide that I'm gonna wash cars, I'm not endorsing one model, okay, I'm just saying this stuff, whether you're gonna try to, you think that belt technology is the way to get rid of these problems, or you think that the automobiles are gonna have better sensors and tel telematics to be able to sense a car wash, or you think car wash auto automobile manufacturers, sorry, not car washes, automobile manufacturers are gonna invent a car wash button to shut this stuff down. The good news is the car wash industry and auto OEMs share the same customer, okay? They don't, wanna, they don't want people upset. They don't want cars getting wrecked up in car washes. They don't want it at that either. We're in this gap period though. These cars were not designed with a car wash in mind and now we gotta fix this. And it's gonna to have to involve us doing some workarounds and for the automobile design and construction then for that lag time to catch up. So it's, this is gonna be around for a few years until it gets better. So that's not the best answer. So what are the three things that we're doing? Well, so number one, um, we have found, I mentioned to you the Joe Ward name from before who is a retired Ford engineer. This is much beyond an engineering problem. We've retained, uh, we got a new partner, truly a partner in our work, a uh, firm in California called Schwartz Advisors, which is a specialist in the automotive space. And so we've been working with them about the last nine months, uh, and we will continue working with them or others as long as this problem exists in a couple of ways. Number one is we're now presenting at all of these automotive OEM conferences, conventions, and in their publications. Most significantly in March, we're gonna be presenting at the Society of Automotive Engineers. Um, the results of our study, the results of our, our own information that we have to share about where these incidents are occurring, what types of incidents are occurring. It still is amazing to us how few on the automotive design side are aware of this. The dealerships know about it, the repair folks know about it, but the engineers still, by and large, that has not seeped into them. So we have to raise awareness amongst automobile designers to get this fixed. Uh, the second thing we are doing You'll, you'll see Schwartz Advisor's name, or specifically the name Derek Kaufman, in our Car Wash magazine, at the Car Wash show, is a speaker and writer for us. And as these situations evolve and change, that's the way in which we're going to let you know. The weekly e-newsletter, the magazine, or the events that we put on, you'll see Derek at those. And then the third one is available to you right now. So take out your cell phones if, if you've got one. Everyone's got one, right? And type in this address, vehicles, V-E-H-I-C-L-E-S, for those of you who aren't good spellers, V-E-H-I-C-L-E-S dot carwash dot O-R-G. So what you're going to have here is this is our new vehicle handling portal. And this is going to be something that will require, that, that is requiring updates all the time, meaning we're constantly loading new data in about how to handle vehicles. Um, of course, in here, by the way, mine's not loading as fast as I wanted to, but vehicles.carwash.org. What we have put in this website is beginning with uh, automotive design year 2017 and now beginning to include 2018. 
we have by make, model, and ADAS technology, both how to disable the technology if you want to, and how to re-enable the technology unless it comes on by itself, okay? So what you can do is pull up, you'll see if your connection's like mine, um, you don't see it right now, but let me tell you, you can select 2017 Audi. Everything we have for Audi is gonna be shown on one page, okay? So this is something that you can either print out or you can have your line folks reference during the day uh, as, they're at the, as they're at the site. Every bit of ADAS that we have available in our database. And so Schwartz Advisors actually loads the data in for us um, on a quarterly basis. And as you know, as the new technology comes online and new owner's manuals come online, we're having to pull this stuff in ourselves and put it into this website. Um, amazingly, by the way, you can't, you can't get automotive owner's manual information very easily. It's intellectual property technically that they control and they don't actually want to make it available to you to share real easily. So we have to go get this stuff ourselves. So vehicles.carwash.org is your resource. And then the final thing I would say is in terms of what else we can do, we can raise awareness, we can write articles, and we can give this the online tool for you. But the other way would be to visit carwash.org. Uh, we have a vehicle, a known vehicle incidents pull down under operators, known vehicle incidents. And as you come across other problems at your car wash, whether that be transmissions or start stop or whatever that might be, report those to us. You can see the reports we've gotten from other operators, both simple damage antennas, but also technology issues. Um, you can see what's been reported to us over the past years, recent years. I'll tell you, there's not much, so we need more data. So as you experience new problems with technology or damage claims, report it through carwash.org, and now we think we have a mechanism for then raising those issues back to the automobile manufacturers. All right, that's your 15 minutes on where is that button. And the short answer is we hope it's coming soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to The How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.